Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Feeling Inspired Podcast. My name is Mahesh and I'm your host. Today's topic is the mental labyrinth. So I want you to think of a labyrinth and a labyrinth is essentially a maze that you're in, that, that people can be in and there's almost no way out. In the movie, as soon as you kind of figure it out, it switches. You know, as soon as you, you're walking upstairs to get to the top of where you're going and then it flips upside down and now you're walking downstairs or you, it's a, it's a house of mirrors, right? You look in one mirror and you think that's the reflection of yourself and actually you're standing on another side and it's reflecting off a bunch of other mirrors. And then, you know, for those of you that seen that Bruce Lee movie, right? It's like that. And that's what can happen inside of our heads, that's where we can be trapped, unfortunately, for the rest of our lives. And unfortunately, many people are trapped in that. Another, another uh, idea of the mental labyrinth is being caught up in other people's expectations for what you should be and who you should be and how you should be. For example, I'm going to pick my entire appearance, I'm going to base my entire appearance and self-esteem based upon the media, based upon uh, a bunch of magazines, based upon my mom's version of what I should be, based on my friends and what they're doing. And I should base my entire uh, view. So it's so let me give you an example. Oh, you know what? I'd really love to, I'll use my own example. Oh, I'd really love to get a motorcycle. And then, oh, well, everybody said, oh, it's too dangerous. Oh, you shouldn't do it. You know, and then my mom's like, no, you shouldn't do it. My friend's like, no, you shouldn't do it. My partner's like, uh-uh, no, don't get it. Right? I got it anyway. And the reason I got it anyway was because I was able to make my own decision and I've since rode it, got my motorcycle license, had a pretty good time, didn't have anything bad happen to me. And then I sold it and I don't have it anymore. And I'm fine with that. But the point is, is that I was able to weigh the pros and cons and make the decision that was based off of what I wanted to do. Which, unfortunately, for the majority of people, people are not able to do that. And one of the saddest places where we see this happening is people that got married super young. They did everything they were supposed to do for the first 40 years of their life. They did everything they were supposed to do. They didn't do anything they wasn't supposed to do. And they were held in high esteem on a pedestal, right? Everybody, wow, that's, that's where I want to be, right? Because that person did everything they were supposed to do. And then they woke up 40 years later, realizing that they never did anything they wanted to do. And they can't go one step further, right? Crisis. They can't go one step... Some people go off and cheat. Some people go ahead and get a divorce. 
they move out, you know, and they start living this this uh, kind of teenage fantasy, right? Because there, it's too much to integrate that that, that they weren't able to do that make their own decisions. Okay, everybody, I did what you wanted me to do. Now I'm 40 years old. Right? You know, sometimes this can happen when people lose their parents. And they're like, oh, my goodness. I was just trying to. But honestly, whether the parents are alive or not, that mental labyrinth still exists because it's mental. See, parents being alive or, or, or not in the physical realm, that is a physical. That's more like an actual physical maze or something, right? navigating your parental relationships. What I'm when I talk about the mental labyrinth, I'm talking about within that's not a tangible while it can be more of a barrier than a physical barrier. It's a mental construct, ways of thinking, ways of relating to yourself and others and to the world, okay? The labyrinth and you can catch it sometimes, right? If you really start thinking about it, thinking about it, I'll give you an example. I was so while I grew up in a very um, open, I grew up in a very open community in um, the Bay Area. I grew up in a very accepting and a very you know accepting of all different. Um, sexual ways of being and different identities. However, I went to a school in a part of Oakland and at that time, you know, in the 80s and 90s, where there was always a lot of homophobia happening. And and I would catch a I would get a lot of it, right? Or I was sensitive and I would pick up on all of the different people getting teased and oh, well I, oh, well, I don't want to be, you know, made fun of was what I was feeling. So I have this weird stuff that is not not my values. It's not how I think. But it, it it's like some weird remnants of some kind of sketchy kids that I went to school with when I was five or six or seven, eight years old combined with the culture, which was on some BS at the time, combined with just a bunch of people that were confused and didn't know nothing, right? And so, and of course, also being at a school where it was a lot of trauma, a lot of uh, gang activity, a lot of different things that was really, you know, a lot of lack of supervision, all of these different things in small children. So things were happening that, in my view, should not have even been happening at all, including people getting teased all the time. And I, here I am, I literally have, while I don't identify as queer, I have lots of love for the queer community. Some of the best people that I know in life are queer and I love them to death, right? Anyhow, I went to go get a bracelet I was looking at the three options, yellow gold, white gold, rose gold. And I wanted the rose. And then I started thinking, uh oh, 
maybe somebody's going to think I'm gay because I have a role. And I had to stop myself and say, wait a minute. Where is this coming from? And now this is the power of having some awareness. This is why I wanted to do a whole episode on the mental labyrinth. Because who even said, first of all, who even said that's a bad thing? Because it's not. Who did I hear that from? Who did I hear that from? How did I internalize that? How did I feel nervous about somebody thinking that about me? And why is it sitting up here in my head trying to prevent me from getting the bracelet that I want? And I was stuck for a second clicking on different bracelets. And then I said, Mahesh, what are you doing? In fact, I'm going to get this bracelet as a symbol to say F you to this voice. And if somebody thinks, sees this bracelet, that's basically looks pink and thinks, oh, he's probably queer. Fine. I'm cool with that. And it's a reminder to me that I still need to keep checking myself at all times because this stuff that we have in our head, it will steer us into a horrible place. Nine times out of 10. This is an example where I caught it and I was able to say, "Uh uh-uh. And I bought the bracelet and I love it. It's awesome. I love it. It's a beautiful bracelet. It's pretty shiny. It's rose gold. And it's a reminder of where freedom really exists, which is when you are able to do what you feel called to do. Doesn't that sound like freedom? It doesn't matter when you're able to step out of the. So first of all, you can't work your way through the mental labyrinth. If you walk, you can't see if you walk up the stairs, they're going to flip. If you walk down the hallway and you're trying to get out, it's going to turn. David Bowie's going to jump out and start singing. Right. You know, having his little guitar. Right. He's going to start singing. You're not going to be able to get out. So how do we work with it? Well, we have to go on to a kind of a different plane. We can't win if we're in it. We have to bring awareness. Oh, oh, this is a dream. I have some power here. Oh, I feel like I'm in the mental labyrinth. Oh, I feel like I can't get this bracelet. I'm not five years old. It's not 1990. I'm not going to school at a at a place where I'm where I have the risk of getting teased and beaten up. Potentially, I'm not in that environment anymore. I can get whatever I want. And now I have enough knowledge and understanding that so what, right? Even if, even if there is a misunderstanding, so what, right? I don't even need to correct the person. Okay, cool. Mind your business, right? You see? And so how do we work with this stuff? That was an example that was like really clear where I realized some of the BS that's in my brain. Doesn't have nothing to do with how I feel, think, or believe. It's still just weighing on me heavy. Mm. Oh, it's so heavy. How are you supposed to get it back up to the surface when you got 20, 30, 40, 50, 100 pounds around you pulling you down? How are you supposed to swim up to the surface? It's tough. So we got to do our work. That's the first place. 
But also, we need to bring awareness to this mental labyrinth. That's, that's kind of the same thing, doing the work, right? Doing work on yourself leads to leads to increased awareness and consciousness, which then leads us to be able to question things that we've never questioned before. We're able to catch it. Uh, stop right there. I'm not going to go that route, right? It, you know, I had a I had a moment where somebody said something that was disrespectful. I perceived it as disrespectful to me. And my first thing was, I'm about to respond. And then I caught it. Boom, stop. Give it a couple days, Mahesh. You ain't got to say nothing to this person. There's no reason to respond. Give it a couple days. Now, I, I, that situation has since been resolved. And there was no negative, there's no remaining negative vibe too much, right? I still have a little something there, but it's not nothing I need to confront the person about, right? It's all good. I feel, basically, I feel happy about the outcome. But you couldn't have told me that in the moment. I had to sleep on it two days, not one. <laughs> okay? <laughs> one day wasn't enough. I needed two to sleep on it and process. But that's because I recognize I cannot outthink. This is where intellectualism can get a little weird, being a little too in your head right so intellectual being you can't intellectualize your way out of this especially if you're triggered somatically you see you can't think your way out of a dysregulated nervous system okay you have to chill out so that you have the ability to think you actually can't think so what you think you're thinking is actually more of a repetitive uh, loop of basically of trauma or or of misunderstandings. Or you're in the mental labyrinth. This is the term that I want to introduce. You're in the mental labyrinth. Woo-wee. You know what? Maybe if I walk up those stairs, it'll be cool. I can get out of here. Click, 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 click. Whoops. There's David Bowie. The stairs flipped. Now where am I? Okay, maybe if I walk down that hallway, I can... Nope, the hallway turned. Now I'm back where I start. How did that happen? Well, because you're in the mental labyrinth. That's how, right? And so I'm in the process of working on this, but can you feel how powerful it would be if you were able to, to identify any time that happens, right? Put on your pants. Ooh, these pants are a little tight. Maybe I'm getting fat. And maybe that means nobody's going to love me. And maybe that means I'm ugly. And maybe that means society hates me. And maybe that means that person that I'm going to go on a date with tomorrow is not going to like me. You see? Whoopsies, right? And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. I put on the wrong pair of pants. Those Those are actually not even mine. I don't even know how they got in this drawer. That's an or whoopsies. Where did I even get that from? Maybe those couple extra pounds that I picked up on are making, bringing out particular curves that are going to attract that person more than repel them. You see? So, but there's a, and, and even if, even if 
those couple of pounds and whatever that voice was that said all of those weird things that I just mentioned. Even if that person is not feeling you because of that, what does that matter in the grand scheme of the amazing, creative, expansive human being consciousness that you are? What does that matter? It doesn't, right? That's the labyrinth that we have to step out of. See, there's no way to walk through. There's no way to walk through. There's no way to think your, you can't think your way out of this one. You can't think your way out of this one. You know, we have to question the everything. You know, we don't want to go too far with the questioning because there is a particular reality that we, owe, that we are on the physical plane. So we don't question everything to that degree, but we can question a lot, especially all those concepts that make us feel bad about ourselves and prevent us from growing and expanding who we truly are. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Feeling Inspired Podcast. I'm your host, Mahesh.